Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Spike Sugar Podcast, where it's all about adulting in our 30s. Now, these episodes are basically the couch, brunch, chill night on a vacation conversations that we have with our friends, significant others, and families. You know, it's those little deep dives we do about what's going on in our lives, the funny of the day, the thoughts running rampant in our minds, current events, cultural shifts, good news, big moves, inflation, salary negotiations, bills that have to get paid, vacations that need to be booked, money, all of that. We're talking about everything except for student loans, because what are those anymore, right? Anyway, I am Courtney. I am your host. I'm a 34-year-old creative, originally from Georgia, living in D.C., corporate marketer, and I am adulting in my 30s every day just like you. And I want you to join the conversation. In order to do so, please follow the Spiked Sugar Podcast on Instagram or Facebook and like and rate the Spiked Sugar Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, or Apple Podcasts. As always, thank you all for listening, and I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. So what is on my mind today? is how the world continues to be in shambles. Yes, that might be a little dramatic. Yes, there are great things that are going on in life. But the news, I cannot help but read some of these headlines and either laugh, just like throw my hands up with like, I give up, or just be super sad or fearful. And like, for instance, here in D.C., about maybe two or three days ago, some guy ran his car into a gate or a barrier um, by Capitol Hill. Um, I can't remember which official government building it was, but then takes out a gun and starts firing. And this was at like 4.30 a.m. But while he's firing the gun, his car catches on fire and then he shoots himself. Crazy, insane. No one was harmed. So That's a blessing, but it's just like, what is going on with people? And then on the other side of of news, dating. Psychology Today posted this article um, on August 9th that says the rise of lonely single men. And basically the key points are dating opportunities for straight men are diminishing because relationship standards are on the rise. Now, I'm not a man, but, you know, I know how the Internet is. And so a man reading this on the Internet, especially if he was single, you know how they say a hit dog will holler. If you are a single man and someone is saying you're single, you don't have (laughs) you're single and you're lonely because women expect more. I'm sure that got them in a tizzy and not even and I'm sure because some of the comments. I couldn't go through all of them. I read like a few and I was like, you know what? Let me not let me not go down the rabbit hole. Um, But some of the other key points are men represent approximately 62 percent of dating app users, lowering their chances for matches. Who knew that? And, you know, what's so interesting is that men are always not. Let me not say men are always. There are a lot of men especially in the black community that like to lean into, well, we have so many options. Like y'all need to get it together. Like we have options. Like we don't have to be here. And some men will really treat you like, oh, you should just be fortunate that I showed up. Um, Or you're complaining about this, but you know, I'm not out here hoeing or doing this and doing that. Like they want you to, there are some men that expect you to have the most basic standards and let them get away with murder because they're not cheating on you. Um, or calling you out your name or beating you. But 
it's interesting because they feel they the narrative of there's more of you than there are of us. And for them to say dating app users, 62% are men. And this this new world of dating, it seems like things have flipped on his head. It's not, oh, they're 15 to everyone because people can match worldwide now. They can match further than just their city, which I think is really great because there are a lot of people who say they're not finding what they want in their area. And honestly, a lot of people, I don't know any area any city, any place in the world where they're saying, oh my God, dating here is so amazing. Like put on a blindfold, throw a rock and you'll hit the love of your life. I don't know anywhere in the world that's saying that. So it's nice for people who feel like, you know, what I have, what's here, I'm done with. I'm good with no thank you, male or female. I'm going to expand my odds. And it seems like, you know, women, kudos to us. We don't have to worry about that whole, oh my God, um, we outnumber them. There, there are no more good men left. There, where are the men? And I always tell my friends, do not say that because continuing to perpetuate that is only going to like plant seeds in this man's mind that like, oh, like, it's a drought out here for her. Like, no. I subscribe to the Gucci Mane, East Atlanta Santa, School of Thought. Hello. Um, miss one, next 15, one coming. Now, he said girls are like buses. But I just changed the word from girls to men. Men are like buses. Miss one, next 15, one coming. And that is true. Now, obviously, I'm sitting here unmarried and I desire to be married. So, mm, <laughs> The man that's like a bus that I'm waiting for, my ride ain't come yet. I've gotten on a couple of buses that had to get off, but I'm just saying. You, it, it, it's it's better than we think. And being able to expand your options um, through dating apps is helpful. Anyway, the last key point that they make in this one, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure it was, it was a tough one to swallow. It says men need to address skills deficits to meet healthier relationship expectations. Now, that one I'm just going to read a little bit more just so you understand. But it says skills deficits. For men, this means a relationship skills gap that, if not addressed, will likely lead to fewer dating opportunities, less patience for poor communication skills, and longer periods of being single. The problem for men is that emotional connection is the lifeblood of healthy, long-term love. Emotional connection requires all the skills that families are still not consistently teaching their young boys. While there's probably no chance of stemming the rising tide of unintentional single men, there is still good news. The algorithms are becoming increasingly more complex on dating apps and other online platforms. One benefit is that great matches are on the rise. Look at that. There's hope for everyone. Anyway, moving on to some of the other crazy news that's out there. So on August 13th in China, in Shanghai, you see this video that's going viral of all of these people trying to push outside Ikea. And I'm like, why are they locked inside? Well, the answer is simple. Apparently, they traced a COVID case back to that Ikea and they and the government ordered for that IKEA to go on lockdown and for everyone to have to be inside in quarantine for I think at least 48 hours. Now, I know IKEA has some beds and some furniture and restaurants, but ain't nobody trying to be stuck up in no IKEA for 48 hours. So I feel them. So as people are closing, as they are actually closing the doors, you see people bum rushing 
the the people who are working there that are closing it trying to escape it's scary and honestly china's has some really strict um covid guidelines and i want to say i don't get it but i guess i do get it and also i'm not there and i don't know what they're going through i don't know if it's helped it seems like it's helped things to be better but what I do know is that early in the summer, news was reporting, um, and not a lot of news people were covering this, that there was an increase in um, suicides for a lot of um, either Chinese millennials or Gen Z. And it was like COVID guilt, like people who contracted COVID or and they felt like they were a reason for the spread or they were just going crazy during these like like lockdown periods that were very strict. Yeah, it's really sad. It's it's really, really really sad um and you know what else I I'm excited though because (laughs) while there's some crazy news out there there's still a lot of funny things that are going on Kiki Palmer any video with her that girl is funny okay and I know a lot of people speak ill of her but there are also a lot of people that really like her I think Kiki Palmer is one of those people that you either love her or hate her. And I mean, in the sense of people, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, she's so extra. She's so extra. She's so like, oh, she's always doing the most. And (laughs) there's such an expectation around what's considered appropriate or classy or not. And don't get me wrong. There are certain areas where, you know, I'm like, oh, things are too much. And I'm not talking about with like Kiki Palmer, but I think mine is more of a dress code thing. And like, it's not that I'm trying to shame people, but it's just like, I feel like some things are time and place appropriate. Where now we're in this time where, you know, a Fashion Nova dress that has like a coochie slit in the leg is like appropriate everywhere. Like people are like wearing those things to weddings and, and office, like holiday parties and things like that. And you're like, there used to just be a little bit more of a divide and I don't know I guess it's the oh I'm comfortable in this and I shouldn't be shamed me wearing this shouldn't mean anything because I don't know if you guys know but there was a girl from FAMU and I can't remember if I talked about this or not but there was a girl from FAMU that graduated with her master's and decided to pose in front of the mascot on campus like butt ass naked like just I couldn't even get the words out, but ass naked on campus in front of the mascot. And her point was, you know, I've always she always dressed scantily clad and people have judged her for it. But that didn't take away from the brilliance that she holds within. Um, Yeah, I'm going to leave that right there because anyway, back to Kiki. (laughs) So my point is that she's hilarious, but there are a lot of people that, you know, they they just don't like how she rolls like they they prefer the I don't know what they prefer it's it's just her being her is not okay with a lot of people you know but Tiffany Haddish goes through the same thing and there are people that really like her and there are a lot of people that are very 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 annoyed by her same with Amanda Seals and honestly I feel like you don't have to love everybody. You don't have to hate them or go out your way to like speak ill of them. Sometimes something clicks for you or it doesn't. And, you know, I was actually having this conversation with my cousin about church because she grew up going to different type of churches than I did. Like, you know, 
And it's not even like that's the only church I ever went to. So like my dad's Methodist, my mom's um, Baptist. And growing up, we went to the kids. When they had kids, we went to a non-denominational church. And so my church, we had a good choir, other type, like good dance ministry and things like that. But the pastor, no offense, was very boring to me. Like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. So when my parents got divorced and we would go to my mom's church, she went back to a Baptist church. It was in our, like my dad kept, we we still went to the same church with my dad, the non-denominational church, because it was in our county, DeKalb County in, um, in Georgia. But my mom's church, it was out there in Riverdale. It was a Baptist church, you know, a black Baptist church. Whoo, when I tell you, entertaining and fun. And my cousin was like, oh, well, it doesn't take all that. I love my cousin. Um, so it, it's just a difference of what we expect in like these like respectability politics. But she's not wrong. And I'm not wrong. It's just what we've just like how we've grown up like that lets us makes us feel like something is okay and something is not something is too much or embarrassing or shameful or just tacky and something else is like classy and appropriate like oh this is how you praise God this is not and even when it comes to that and I told her as I got older I just learned to not judge one everybody grows up differently Two, you know, you don't want someone judging the way you praise. It's like, because what, you're quiet. You have quiet tears and they have loud tears. It's like, you're both crying. And no matter what the situation is, we don't all react the same. But it doesn't mean one is um, just so much better than the other. It's so difficult. I know for me personally, um, for us, we have fun in church. But I'm, you know, Decatur, East Atlanta, like, church was fun. But... Atlanta is what it is through and through through and through. We turn anything into a party no matter where we are. So, of course, church was going to be lit. And especially growing up during the Kirk Franklin era, Fred Hammond era, like, of course, church was going to be lit. And we loved it. And honestly, I'm glad it was because I think it helps me to have the relationship I have with God now. I mean, even when we were in college, I will never forget me and Reggie, we, like, after being out all night, we would get our rest and be up in church at 12 o'clock service on Sunday. And everybody who was out was there, too. We were we were having a good time. Like, we didn't see this as like a, uh, now we got to go, you know, be serious. The choir's there. We bump. It's just a different type of fun. It's a different type of, um, you go there for a different reason. And how someone chooses to be, mm, you know, it's... When you get older, you're just like, listen, I don't know what they went through. I know I have an older cousin, like, you know, second cousin, like my mom's first cousin. And she is like a holier-than-thou person, right? And I remember her telling me one time, like, about these things that she used to do when she was, like, in her 20s or late teens. And basically, she was just fast. She was just fast, right? And I was like, oh, my God. And I was speaking in holy terms. I was like, you were a temptress? <laughs> and she said, yes, girl. Listen, I know what God has saved me from. Why do you think I'm always shouting in church? She's like, I have come a mighty long way. And I'm like, hallelujah. Okay, okay, I feel it. And the older I get, the more I understand about coming a mighty long way. But that's me. 
I do hope that we all get to a point where we can be a little bit more respectful, though. Like, while my cousin has a different taste in church, because I'm also not going to, like, some of the churches she loves and being like, ooh, this is amazing. Sometimes I'm just like, what is this? But I've learned to be able to sit anywhere and understand that wherever God's presence is, is somewhere that I can learn or or love, you know, be a blessing or be blessed. But... (laughs) When it comes to certain people specifically, like Tiffany Haddish, y'all know the critics, they they take her through it. And Amanda Seals and Kiki Palmer. I mean, I think Beyonce is the only one that I don't want to say she's immune, but when someone says something negative about her, everybody jumps up and like, you're crazy. I have a friend and somebody, her homeboy's girlfriend, like is not into Beyonce like that. And she's like, I just don't understand. <laughs> I love it. You know, I think it's cool to be able to be like so appreciated, but I also feel bad for the people who are just being themselves and they're so unappreciated because they're not trying to be like someone else. So anyway, in other news, outside of some of this, like, just sad state of the world, because there are a lot of good things going on, I do have something that's inspiring. And I don't want to say it's, like, the best news or the best, like, quote ever, but I do think it's something, like, some good food for thought. That's what it is, food for thought. Forbes, one of their quotes, and I follow them on Instagram, and they always have some, um, a quote of the day. So sometimes I really like them. This one is by... Abby, I'm going to say Wambach, Wambach. She's an athlete. I'm sorry. I I probably butchered her name and I apologize, but I haven't heard it said. So this is me like free balling it. I probably could have used a better word. But anyway, if you're not a leader on the bench, don't call yourself a leader on the field. You're either a leader everywhere or nowhere. Let me read that again, because that's some church right there. If you're not a leader on the bench, Don't call yourself a leader on the field. You're either a leader everywhere or nowhere. Listen, Slam's phone, because I got a flip phone from Galaxy. Okay? Put it, listen, people who feel like, oh, put me in the game and watch what I do, there's always an opportunity for you to be excellent. And I had to learn that myself. We talked about this in, um, I think, my first official episode about, like, average is not a curse, curse word. If you, like... The spirit of excellence, mm, the spirit of excellence can like be evident in everything. It should be evident in everything you do. If you truly just feel like you're a leader, it should be evident in how you carry yourself. If you're a nice person, you're nice no matter where you are. Even when you have to lay somebody out, you do it in a way that's still full of grace and mercy. You're not like, oh, now I got an excuse to like ruin their lives and show the nastiest side of me ever. You know, I do believe in time and place <laughs> and space and opportunity. I do believe in that. But there's still a way that you go about correction. There's still a way that you go about defending yourself. So if you're nice or if you're kind or if you're a person that tries to be forgiven or is not looking to embarrass others, that's going to be evident no matter where you are. If you are a leader, if you are a leader, you're going to be a leader no matter where you are. When you're on the team, even if there's another captain, how you support that captain and support your team and even still bring great ideas to the table is still going to be evident because 
just because nobody's like giving you the credit and nobody's going to say, hey, well, they led this team with this idea. If you're a leader, you you understand that there's more than one way to lead. So whoever you say you are, whoever you say you are, like that version of yourself that you say you are, really ask yourself, are you just that way in one space, in one area? Or is this who you are regardless? Because if it's you, it's you. If you're a good person, you're a good person. You know what? It's like, I went out with this guy one time and he was, he was just like, oh yeah, well, you know, I could be an asshole. I could be an asshole. And like, for me, I'm like not in assholes. Like, I just, I don't like it. And then he gave me this soft story about like, oh, how he was the nice guy, but women don't appreciate the nice guy. Like, you know, all this other stuff. They only like the futures of the world. They think they like guys that are like, I don't know, quote unquote, the cool guys, the ones that are a little bit of jerks. And I don't know. I don't know what his deal was. But um, I was like, I don't I don't think that's just true because I know I like good guys. I like nice guys because I don't like assholes. But I'm like, I think what you're confusing is like you're thinking they like jerks. But if you're sitting up here always like trying to be the friend and go about it in a different, a slick way. And someone else is just more upfront. I'm like, if you sitting up here hugging me, giving me like church hugs and you know, Oh, Hey, high fives. And this guy's coming over here with bear hugs and damn, you look good girl. I mean, this is who's also like showing their interest in me. Like, I don't know. There's some guys that are like, Oh, I'm the nice guy. I'm the good guy. And they don't speak up. They just want you to like, fall in love with them but they're pretending to be your friend and like that was his mo not saying all guys are like a lot of the good guys are like that but that was like his mo and it just it's like if you're a good guy you're a good guy you're not gonna be like oh they didn't appreciate me so now i'm gonna be an asshole no no you can't because now you're no longer a good guy now you're an asshole, so even saying that you were once a good guy is null and void because all I see is the asshole that you're proudly saying you are because you think that that's going to make you more attractive. Disgusting. Anyway, if you are who you are and you're proud of who you are and you like that part of yourself, do not change it. And not only do not change it, but bring that where you go. And those who appreciate you will respond well to it. Listen, I, you cannot tell me that I'm not an attractive woman. You just can't tell me that. Like, it's just, that's just like, it's just not, you know, you're not going to tell me that I'm not stylish. You're not going to tell me, like, I'm just not a cool chick. You're not going to be able to tell me that. Now, is every man going around just believing this about me? No. There are some non-believers in Courtney out there. <laughs> Believe it or not, there are some non-believers in Courtney out there. But does that mean I'm not who I am? No. Like, obviously, just because someone else doesn't value me in the same way that I value myself doesn't mean that I'm not valuable and doesn't mean that I need to shift and change myself based on their lack of belief. So I'm going to be who I am, and some people are not going to appreciate me for it, and that's just life. And those that will, will. While you might feel like, well, I'm being a leader, I'm doing this, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm like, blah, 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 what, 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 okay, whatever, but you're not getting the praise that you want for it, you're doing it for the wrong reasons, that's not a leader, that's somebody that's looking for fans, 
that's not, that's somebody that needs attention. You're you're attention starved if that's where you are in life. So being who you are is just being who you are regardless. And you're and if someone doesn't recognize it, you know, you get to the point where you're just like, okay, and that is okay. But I can't stop being me because that's just me. Like my friends and family, they know me. I, there was a job that I worked and and this lady was like one of my bosses or the boss. She was basically was like, oh, you need to be more of a, um, it was Amazon actually. She was like, you need to be more of an Amazonian. Like there's certain traits and things that we have here and this will just help you to blend in and, you know, think how we think. I was like in tears after I got off that call, partly because I can be a crybaby. Yes. However, I told my dad who happened to be at my house, he was on my balcony chilling and he was like, what's wrong? Because I walked out in tears. I was like, yeah, I'm a grown ass woman. And sometimes I still like regret my father, but that's such his life. And I'm grateful to have him. So whatever. But he was like, what's wrong? I was like, the lady said I need to be more of an Amazonian. And like, it's, she doesn't know, like it's, I, in order for me to have a long future here, I need to really learn how to like basically morph myself into, you know, thinking like they think and being like they are. I was like, so I'm going to have to look for a new job. And he was like, I know, because he knows if anybody tells me that I can't be who I am, I don't belong there. And I know it. But I wasn't ready to look for a new job. I was like, it hasn't even been a year yet. But now I got to go because I can't be over here being somebody else. Yeah. It's that serious for me. It is that serious for me. Let being the best you be that serious for you. Don't just go holding it back because, you know, everybody's on this. I match your energies these days. Just leave. Just leave. Like For the life of me, I cannot understand people who will see the worst in a situation and will stick it out and be like, I'm not about to let this get to me. Eh. But <laughs> as we discussed last episode, that's me. Being willing to leave is like not an issue for me. But honestly, if somebody's really like diminishing you or, or like or you just don't have any respect in a situation, that sucks. I would want to have respect for a person and then to have respect for me to be in a situation, especially when it's voluntarily. Like, like some of these things that are like jobs, you did not choose your manager. Sometimes you have to figure out how you can make it work if you can make it work. But when it's like social groups or relationships or like where you choose to work out or whatever, if the tone of the full of the place is like all encompassing of a his poor attitude or value leave yes they're going to be bad apples you don't have to leave because of a bad apple like maybe there's a different way around it but if everyone's subscribing to this and you want something different get out of here so you can still be who you are whether you on a bench or on the field anyway now that was a little long so I have a very quick 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 short topic for today let's get into it Okay, let's talk about it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Cue up Jesse Spano from Save by the Bell. If you know what I'm talking about, then we were on the same page growing up. But I am so excited. Today's topic, what we're talking about right now is going for it. Like, because why not? Because why not? Let me tell you. My friends and I are getting ready to go on a cross, like a, a cross-country opportunity. And this bright idea for, like, sponsorship hit us. Now, none of us are influencers yet. Um, Two out of the three of us, you know, 
we've decided, or two out of the three of us have decided, hey, I'm not just going to live in this corporate space only because it's not completely fulfilling me. It's I'm going to do my job, but there's more that I want to give the world, and I'm going to do it by through like digging into my hobby and becoming an influencer. And I'm all for it. Me, I want to be, like, a freelance producer and creative director, like, on my own. I've been doing it for corporations for over a decade now. So I'll be excited to just be able to do it on my own, like, really helping people to produce content. And, you know, I call myself an idea therapist. Shout out to Ashley for giving me that name. But, um, like, I always have these big ideas. But because I have these big ideas, sometimes, you know... I get so excited and they fall flat because like I'm not the talent. I'm not trying to be the talent. But I had this idea and my friends, I'm using them as the talent because they're the ones who want to grow their brand. And we are like, we're going to pitch it. I'm so excited to this brand. So I'm going to keep some of the details as like a secret for now because, you know, I don't want to put any brand on the hook if something does or I mean, if it doesn't work out and speak ill of them when this is just like when I say we're going for it, this is what other people will call a shot in the dark. I'm calling this shot to the light, to the heavens, to the skies, because I'm so hyped. I feel so fulfilled even when I was just creating the pitch deck. I created this pitch deck so fast Um and it's just the first drive. Of course, we're of course we're gonna make edits and things like that. But the fact that I actually did it and my friends did their part too, as far as what they need to do for their brands and helping to define it, so that I can add that like add that to like the appendix and make sure that I'm speaking about their brands correctly and represent them appropriately when I'm like pitching and then. Um, also when the company wants to like get a better idea of the personality in their own brands, they can go research that themselves. They can, there's something that exists that establishes them as an emerging influencer. That's what we'll call it. Um, uh, or even an emerging subject matter expert. I don't know if people want to be called influencers anymore, but whatever. Y'all, I'm so happy because, the fact that we are actually like this, if this works, this is getting me so much closer to my dream of writing like Super Bowl um, commercials. Like I want to be that girl. I think I've said it before. I want to be that girl that people are like, what? Oh, my God. Courtney has an idea for us. Somebody gather up half a million, a million dollars so we can pay her a fee to come up and give us this idea and then help us to produce it and direct it. Yep. Yep. That's me. You know, that's that's what I want to do. And I don't know. I never even imagined how it would actually come to fruition because I thought I was going to, like, work for an ad agency um, because all the fine black women growing up in the 90s and early 2000s and the movies and the shows, like, that's what they did for the longest. Like, they had these ads. Like, they worked for these marketing agencies. They were, like, these execs and stuff like that. They were always presenting in some bomb suit. And... I just wanted to be fly like that. And then Mad Men came out and I really loved that. And I was like, yes, like this is what I'm going to do. And then I started working corporate and working with agencies. And I'm like, whew, being on the agency side, that ain't no hoe. It is no joke over there. I'm going to stay on the corporate side. But that little dream never went away. So now it's back. And y'all just pray for me, you know, I'm really hoping everything works out. But the fact that we actually went for it, it's like, if it doesn't work out with this brand, it's we know we can like create an idea that makes a lot of sense that we really believe in. So there's still nothing stopping us from doing it anyway. 
Because why not? Why not do it anyway if you really believe in something? So that goes back to that quote from Forbes of being a leader on the bench and a leader on the field. Like you're not a true leader if you're only a leader in one space and that space where people can see you shine. That's not a true leader. So with me, you know, I have all this all the time. I do. What did I say? Anyway, I have ideas all the time that um, I give out to people and things like that. And, you know, right now it always it sponsorship sponsorship is like so romanticized it's like the thing that's what you really want a brand to do and it would be fabulous like if they take this and they're like yes pay this woman her money let's do this and let's sponsor other opportunities going forward I would be hyped like oh my god I'd be hyped I'm like yes this is amazing but if they choose not to I want to believe that somebody will want to get behind my ideas and it's about time that I you know, step out from behind a company. I mean, I'm still going to keep my job because you know, a girl likes to live a life. But it's about time that I step out from behind the safety net of working for these big companies and really produce the content myself for the talent and the people that are, they want my help and they're looking for my help. Um, so being able to partner and be that produce freelance producer and creative director, I'm real hype. So... That's all I'm going to say for now. Because why not? Because why not? Because why not? And the fact that we did it and we're trying, I'm so proud of us, y'all. Like, I am so proud of us. And whether it works out with the brand or not, I'm going to tell you the idea. I'm going to tell you, like, what we're working on um, and even direct you to the footage um, because there will be footage. But, y'all, because why not? So do it. Because why not? Like, the excitement I have from even us creating it and going for it, it means so much to me. I can't imagine only being excited just because someone said yes. Like, that's going to be amazing. But if I'm doing something outside of my job, um, I want to be happy about it. I don't want it to feel like work. I don't want everything in my life to feel like a job. Like, oh, my God, no. People talk about waiting for retirement, but what if everything feels like you need to retire from it? I don't want that. So work is work. It pays the bills. It's a transaction. I do it. I I get the jobs that I like enough, and that's going to help me continue to make more money and like elevate myself in that in that space. But that is not like my happiness. And this though, y'all, it feels like happiness. Anyway, I just want to encourage you. Why not? Do it, do it, do it, do it. Whatever it is, do it. And if someone doesn't like sponsor you or see you or pay attention for the longest, still do it. Because when it's time, just like when I tell when I was telling influencers, like have stuff on your page, like be consistent and things like that. Like make sure you establish yourself appropriately. Because when it's time for someone to see you, if I find you and you have two followers and I'm a big brand, but I like what you're doing and I believe that there's so much value you can have to me and I want to pay you anyway, it's not going to matter that no one else saw you before. You're going to like somebody's seeing you now. And even before people are seeing you now, you enjoy it. So why not? One of the things that I respect about so many of the influencers that have been doing this forever is before this influencer thing became like a business they were just doing what they loved. They were just making videos and cool stuff because they wanted to share and they thought they had great style or, you know, good opinions or whatever else. 
And those the influencers that have been around a long time, the ones that you probably like the most, are the ones that have been extremely consistent in their craft even before people were watching and they weren't just in such a rush to grow their platform. Like, take your time, baby. Take your time. When you take your time with something, it just... It birthed something different. And people who t- are t- took their time with it, they were able to go through the growing pains and learn, one, without everybody's eyes. So when things went wrong, it wasn't this big crash, you know? So that's also the benefit of not being in such a rush because sometimes you're not ready to be seen. Um, and a lot of people, you know, you may have been doing content, podcasts, Research because there are such things as research influencers <laughs> um, or whatever you're doing, even if it's not social media related, whatever you're doing, like being able to make your mistakes without every all the eyes on you that you want or that you feel like you deserve. That's good. That's freeing. And honestly, when you're on the other side of those mistakes, that's actually good to be able to talk about, too. When people can see the rise and fall and recovery, um, there's just a little bit more respect there. And it also leaves room for error so that you don't feel like you have to like live with imperfection. So whatever your fears are, get rid of them or stay, keep them, but keep doing it and doing it anyway. Do you think that I'm not a little nervous? Like I've been doing this for a living. Yes. I believe in my ideas. Yes. But I have not like just been in a space where brands are just like, we believe in this girl's ideas. Let's like, let's invest in her. I have one idea, one commercial idea for CarMax that I wrote or for chapstick and then I was like oh I'm gonna pitch it to Carmex and Burst Beads and I couldn't find the Burst Beads information so I like wrote the Carmex people telling them I had an idea I would love to pitch it for them I thought it'd make a great commercial blah 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 and they were like oh thanks but no thanks we only take ideas from our internal agency so this could very much well be the same thing but this time I'm going to do it anyway because why not all right I am Courtney Taylor this is Spike Sugar That is the adulting lesson for today. Adulting lesson 5,922. Because why not? But we're going to bump that up to number four. Because because why not? It should probably like live towards the top. Like do it. We're, I'm in my mid-30s. When they say we're not getting younger, we're not. And how much longer do you want to live with just saying, I wonder if, if only someone else would believe in yourself and do it. All right, I'm out. Just one more thing. So check out uh, Captain Carlos Books on Instagram. I have some good content coming. I have some content that's already up there. I really want people to be able to learn more about how this is more than just another children's book, but it's actually a tool. Not just a tool for parents, but tool for guardians, teachers to have some of these tough conversations or just to introduce things in a way that really leans into values, long-term value, and not just like momentary excitement. So follow Captain Carlos or Captain Carlos Books on Instagram. Purchase the books on Amazon.com. The first book is Treasure Box Pops. The second book is Vacation Time. Check it out. Let me know what you think. I will talk to you guys next week.